Happy New Year! 2019 is starting off right with an alone episode. So low. We got a whole batch of emails. Buckle up. We're solving dating in 2019. Enjoy. Share with friends. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. J Train, Derek Freak, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Um, I say it every year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, the listener. It is New Year's Day. Uh, you know, Papa JT ain't going to give you a best of episode. You have the day off, but I do not. I'm going to give you a fresh one to wake up to on your hungover New Year's Day. And all I ask of you is to share with a friend, share with someone that you're driving back from wherever you've gone. Uh, Use this podcast as the thoughts in your brain that you don't want to have. That's what I listen to podcasts for. I try to just take, let the podcast do the heavy mental lifting for me. Don't let me be hungover on the couch thinking, oh my God, it's January 1st and I'm, I'm 33 years old and I don't know what I'm doing with my life and what am I going to do when I'm 50 and they don't even have retirement accounts for, uh, for comedians. And who has those thoughts? But you know what? I'm here for you, baby. I don't do best ofs. I give you the best of me. I feel like that's a song. Well, today we're going to get you an episode. We're going to get you home to wherever you're going. I know you guys are traveling and doing your New Year's Day stuff. That used to be one of the more fun drinking days of the year, New Year's Day. If you can get a crew together that looks at each other and goes, you know what? Let's push it off for one more day. Fuck it. We'll deal with this at work tomorrow. You can get a good crew to do like a 2 o'clock to 6 p.m drink and then you want to get that long sleep that six you want to get home at seven throw in some chinese food down your gullet and then sleep from like eight until 7 a.m then you get that full night at home when you're all cozy and fat and happy from your booze and your chinese food that's a good drink if you're listening to this in the morning Get a crew together. Make that happen. That's one of the better drinking days because everyone's on the same page. Everyone's in the hate myself. Oh, my God. We got to go back to normalcy, and we're heading into the dark days of January, February. January, February. That's the real winter. Nobody's there. No one wants to go out on a Wednesday in January, February. You know who's there for you? Papa JT, the king of brunch, the wizard of Haas. That's me, Jared Freed. Every Tuesday and Friday. And listen, right now I got some things coming up. I I do want to thank you, though. This year has been an amazing year for me. Uh, This podcast has grown in ways that I can't even understand. The You Up podcast, uh, that's a a mega hit to me, and I want that to get bigger as well. But this is, I consider the J Train, you know, my personal baby. It's been here. We've been doing it five years, and it's uh, it's very cool uh, to now have the ability to go on the road, do the live shows, do the live podcasts, and meet all you guys. And, And you guys are 
delivering. You're bringing friends, you're bringing coworkers, family members, moms, dads, sisters, brothers. You're bringing people, and that's what it's all about because I want to keep coming back to your town with new material and a new show and, and for a fun night that you can bring maybe you know the new girl in your life, the new guy in your life, and say, hey, this is a, this is a dude that I listen to on the commute, and it's stupid, and it's light, and it's light and fun, and it's a good show. So it is very cool. Um, I have to start out the new year with these thank yous. But, you know, you have to, but also I want to. I, I, I am, you know, my feathers are, my, my balls are eternally feathered. Feathered as fuck with a great 2018. And we're coming. 2019 coming in hot. We got, we got live shows coming. I'm, okay, so here's some dates. If you're in St. Louis, Missouri, St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri, I am going to be doing a live J Train podcast. This was a late ad, okay? We added this late. St. Louis, Missouri, I'm going to be at the Helium in St. Louis, Missouri. If you are in that area, bring a crew. We're doing a live J Train podcast. I got a special guest, a famous person, is going to be doing the show with me. So come Bring one, bring all. If you go back and listen to the live shows, you know the show. You know how fun it sounds. I haven't been to St. Louis before, but these live podcasts are events. I And listen, I'm going to speak to you straight from the heart. I know what's going on right now. Lots of podcasts are starting to do their live shows. I feel very fortunate to have been ahead of this because I, would, I remember doing the live J Train the first time and thinking to myself, that wasn't fun for me. It didn't have the energy of a stand-up show. It didn't have, and, and you got to work on it. Just like I have to work on stand-up every night, you got to work on this live show. And so what I've been able to do is create these segments, get the audience involved, and it's really now, like that last Chicago one, if you go listen to it, the live J train from Chicago at Zany's, that is what it is. That was fun and exciting, and, and really, you could bring anyone to that show that doesn't know this podcast and they'd walk away having a good time. I'm, and that's the thing that may, that I worry most about. Not you. You're fine. You're already in. You're listening to this show on New Year's Day while hungover and letting J-Train take over your thoughts. You're letting Papa JT, the king of thoughts, get in your head. Okay? It's your friend. It's the, it's the brother. It's the sister. It's the one that goes, who is saying? What? We get dating advice? What? I don't want to go anywhere. I don't like to do things because I'm a fucking idiot. That person, that idiot, I want to be my idiot. So keep bringing people. So St. Louis, if you're out there, I'm going to be there on January 17th. Um, after that, I'm going to be in Stamford, Connecticut on January 31st. And then I'm going to be um, in Miami, February 15th in Miami at the Magic City Casino. And then I'm going to be at Laugh Boston uh, February 28th to March 3rd. Those tickets are going quick. So if you are in the Boston area, Miami, we need you. Florida, Florida, we need you, baby. Miami, come on out. Bring the crew. So we got shows coming up. Also, we're going to be doing, we're going to start doing live calls. I love the voicemails, but now our, our boy Shelby has, has brought the heat. And we're going to do some live calls that we're going to take live to tape. Um, that's going to start next week probably. We'll give out the number. But 
be on the lookout. Be on the lookout on my Instagram because that's where I'll be putting it out on stories. I'll be putting out the number. And you got to call right when we're taping. It's usually Mondays from like two to six. So live calls. We're looking to take calls. And if you have suggestions for things we can do on the show, I want to hear from you. The The one thing I want to do is I think we should do on a honest hour. One question where I have to be totally honest through the whole thing. And that's kind of the gist of the show. We're honest anyways. But I would love it if it was just anything. You could ask anything where you're like, give an unfiltered opinion right now, right off the top of your head. And you can ask about anything. I, I, I call it J-Train's Honesty Hour. Truth Serum with J-Train. Truth Serum with J-Train. I like that. And if you haven't noticed yet, it's an alone episode. We've turned down the lights. I'm alone in the apartment. I'm completely naked. Um, and we're going to have, we're going to just go through the emails. Um, the alone episode's happening for a number of reasons. We got ahead, but we didn't get ahead for New Year's. And uh, a lot of you, the last time I did this when I was around Thanksgiving time, people liked this. So... <clears throat> turn down the lights in your own apartment, get naked, just like me, and we're just going to go through these emails. Um, so, oh, and last but not least, another announcement. I'm my Bachelor preview, okay? The original Bachelor preview. I've been doing this for like, for a long time now. An embarrassing long, an embarrassingly long time uh, where I preview The Bachelor. Basically, what it, it started out as a column where I was like, I used to write every Thursday for Bro Bible and then Total Frat Move and then Betches I did some stuff and he texted and all these places. And it was basically what the podcast is now. It's just me spouting my opinion with no real uh, accreditations. Um, uh, so my blowhardy idiot opinion in writing. And I, I loved doing it. Um, and one of the ideas, you know, you, when you're writing this every week, you're looking for like different different things that could help it help something pop off. So the idea was for The Bachelor, I would preview uh, The Bachelor season because what happened was ABC would put out all the contestants and all they would give was their name, a picture, an age, what they did and where they were from. So with those five pieces of information, name, where they were from, their age, what they did and picture... I would then make fun of them and just give opinions on those, that five pieces of information. I just always thought it was funny because you're really judging a book by its cover. And then The Bachelor got more and more popular as I was live tweeting about it. And a lot of you know that I, I like The Bachelor a lot. Um, so then they started doing interviews with these people. And then one year there was the really long interviews and that was like crazy. Um, but then now they've shortened them down to like producers rewriting answers that the contestants have given. But it's given me more of an opportunity to make fun of these people. So every year I make fun of the contestants and I love writing this this article. It's my favorite thing to write in the world. I don't know why it comes so easy, but I, I don't know if I'm repeating myself. I don't know what I'm doing, but I enjoy writing it. And when people enjoy reading it, it really uh, feathers this 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 writer's nuts. So... But last year, it really popped off with The Bachelorette. I did the, and now Betches is like behind it, so they push it, you know. So I get a lot of new people that come to me through this column. I consider it not my, not only my favorite thing to write, but also it's my best marketing material of the year, as dumb as that sounds. But uh, if you know the article, the, uh, the article that I'm talking about, uh, 
tag a friend. If you don't, go check it out. It's going to be on my Instagram. Um, it's going to come out on the third. Today's the first. I'm, I'm like a quarter of the way through writing it. So, uh, and this is, I'm taping on Saturday. So by the time I can get it in on the third and then, uh, you guys can read it. And, and really all I'm wanting from you is if you like it, if you got a laugh out of it, it's long, but it's chopped up because it's each contestant. They're like each jokes for each contestant. Um, if you like to tag a friend in the comments, let them know. Just tag your friend on Instagram that you share memes with. It's my favorite thing to write, and I love that people like it because I have people all year long come to me, and they're like, that's my favorite thing. And I'm, and I'm like, this is great. When I like doing something as much as someone likes consuming it, it really like it, it makes me so happy. So um, that is something that's coming out this Thursday. And then the first episode of The Bachelor is on Monday. So it gets you ready. Um, my plan was to have it out on Thursday, get it out over the weekend, and then have it rerun on Monday. So it gets a, all the looks at it from my experience online. Um, so I would really uh, appreciate if you guys read it, laughed, and if you laugh, tag a friend. Tag a friend. Tag a bitch. Tag a bitch. Tab. Tab, tab, tab. Tag a bitch. Let's do some emails. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending them in. Um, we got a lot here. I'm just going to go straight down the inbox. That's a long one. Um, <laughs> two long ones in a row. I, I mean, I okay. We're going to go straight in the inbox. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Question for advice. It's already starting out weird because that's a weird way to... Hi, J-Train. Love your podcast. Keeps me entertained when things are boring at the office. And she puts parentheses always. This is a female email. I got, out of, I got out of a seven and a half year relationship in June. That's a long one. I'm now dating someone else. He's great. I'm happy. But I have always had a flirtatious friendship with another male friend while I was in my long-term relationship, but we never have been physical or inappropriate. We've hung out a few times since I've been single, but he never made a move. Early after the breakup, he had said he was concerned around ruining our friendship if we tried anything too soon. He's more forward through text when he's drunk. Oh, really? He's more forward through text when he's drunk. That is the uh, the non-shocker of the year already on day one. But nothing in person. Of course. His last drunk text said we needed to talk when sober. He canceled our last plans and hasn't asked to see each other since. Should I slow down with the guy I'm currently dating to explore something with my friend or stick with the good thing I already have? Thank you. So there's a couple things here. The guy who has drunk muscles and is a weak, sober dude, that's a guy who is who is coming after you when horny and then realizing that the long, it's short-term, long-term. When you're drunk, short-term. You want fast food. You want to go to the pizza place. You know, when you're drunk, you want to go hook up with the wrong chick. Go go hook up with the wrong dude. You want to go for McDonald's. That's me. When I get drunk, I'm like, you know what? You had a good day. You earned some pizza. When I'm sober, I'm like, what will the pizza do to me tomorrow? When will the pizza be? And, and this is what this guy's doing with a girl. He's saying... He wants you. you you're, you're junk food to him. As, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I'm saying 
you know, everyone is drunk, dunk is 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 drunk, uh, junk food to someone. I'm junk food to someone. Someone has hooked up with me and said, "Ugh, I can't believe I did that again." Then saw me on Instagram stories and was like, grossed out forever, and then got drunk again and we fucked again. It, it just. I exist, you exist to someone like that, I exist to someone like that, so that's not to say that, you know, this is a bad person or or that she's not a worthwhile catch, but there's someone right now that's seeing you as a fulfilling meal, and there's another person that's seeing you as drunk food. Who do you choose? But, you know, there's a couple things. That's That, that being said... You guys, uh, you just got to have a seven seven and a half year relationship. You might want some wild. You might have gotten into this next relationship because it was safe. So there's two things that this girl needs to decide. Am I just in a relationship for this warm body? Which could be the case. She sounds, anytime you're looking towards this other what could have been, then the thing you're in is, uh, yeah, that's just there. That's, you know, that's a good couch. This other one's a lazy boy. You want to test out that lazy boy. I get it. I hear it. But I I think that's the decision you need to make. I think she needs to say, okay, am I with this person after, am I with this new guy after seven and a half years because I was too much of a wuss to be alone and figure out being alone for a while? And then the second thing is if that's the case, if you're looking, so it, it, that is first. Let's look at the guy you're with. Is he, is he meh? Are you still thinking of other dudes? Are you still wondering what could have been? Then maybe this guy is not the, you know, long, maybe you're just hanging with this dude. Maybe you're just, he's just a blanket. Then you got to say, if that's the case, let's say, okay, no, I love him. I want to be with him. I want to see that, seek this out. All right, go do that. But if you say to yourself, well, that other guy, I'm still thinking about him. Then go to him and be casual with him because that's what this guy wants to do. He knows that you're a serious person who does seven and a half year relationships then gets into the next relationship really quick. So he knows that about you. So that's why every time he thinks of you as junk food, he goes, oh man, I want to taste that puss. And then he th- rethinks it and he goes, ah, but that puss is a long-term puss. That won't be casual. We have a whole backstory. So I, I, I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you how to, I would say how I would look at myself and how I would look at the things I'm doing. And it's, it's one after the other. You can't do both at the same time. Is this someone just holding a place marker for my loneliness? If you can realize that and say yes, then give it a shot with this dude. Make it casual. Get together in late night hours. Do you know, I've always had a flirtatious friendship with another male friend. It's like, in, in this flirtation, you might just get it out of your system. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We are sponsored, people. Guys, you're terrible at taking care of your health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys, you're really more comfortable with rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm that way. I'm just one of those people that's like, fuck it. I'll be fine tomorrow. Sleep it off. Drink some water. Drink some water. That's literally every 
health remedy I've ever gotten from my parents. And, and, and that's not what we need. We need real physicians. We need help. We need to take care of ourselves. New year, new you. This is a great way to start the year. The same is true about erectile dysfunction. No one wants to talk about ED. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Yeah, because you're embarrassed. You don't know who to go to, who to talk to. It's like this podcast. Who would know who to talk to about these trivial matters? Well, listen, let Papa JT help you out. Roman, Roman, Roman. Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Erectile dysfunction. That's how embarrassing it is for men to talk about this. We had to give it the shorthand ED. Like, like we're some 13-year-old texting. LOL. Erectile dysfunction. Get it treated. Get better. Don't disappoint the lady. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. Okay, this is great because now you don't even have to leave the house. Go on the computer, you use Roman, and you can get it all checked out and get a, and, and get a clean bill of health and start living life. With Roman, there's no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You don't even have to talk to anybody about this. You go, you talk to a, a, a licensed U.S. physician. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit, uh, visit GetRoman.com slash JTrain. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain. Fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Oh, my God. They've taken all of the head trash out of getting your PP checked. This is great. Guys, go online, get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle. But with Roman, it's really easy, so take care of it. Here we go. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain. Let me say it again. GetRoman.com slash JTrain for a free online visit. That is F-R-E-E, free, oh baby, oh baby. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. Don't have 2019 be the year where you're floppity flop on your PP. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. Is it rude to call a guy for a girl to call out a guy slow fading them? See, I think women need to stop worrying about what's rude and what's not rude and just do what they want to do. A lot of women ask that question. Is it rude for me to wonder why the guy stopped texting me after we had sex? No. Hello. What happened? Hi, Jared, an esteemed guest. No, it's just Papa JT today. You got the man, the myth, the legend. I'll get right to it. I was recently slow faded by a guy who dated me heavily for about a month. He pulled out all the stops, including ending things with other girls he was seeing, and she puts in parentheses, on his own accord. That's what he said. Let's not get carried away. It's really easy to say, I've, you know, to be drunk and go, I've ended everything with anyone. I've ended everything with everyone else. It's only you. You are the one. It's easy to say. And telling me point blank, he saw this going somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to sound cliche, but it really did feel very right with him, and he was the first to admit those feelings to me. Okay. Then in a month, he started slow fading. His female intuition doesn't lie. We can sniff that shit out from a mile away. Okay, don't get cocky on me. I hear you. 
<laughs> we could sniff that out from a mile away. Yeah, three weeks after? Come on. I felt he owed me an explanation for a sudden pullout, so I called him on his shit. Is that rude? I feel like after a few dates, a slow fade or a ghost is okay, and I've executed the tactic many a time. However, slow fading someone you've been at the what are we talk with is the ninth circle of hell. So, how should girls respond when guys do this? Is it better to let them slow fade and just take the hint? Is it wrong to make a guy be honest about his feelings, especially if they were the ones, uh, the one carrying the proverbial relationship torch? I know avoiding the breakup that's not really a breakup is easier for some men, but come on. I know avoiding the breakup that's not really a breakup is, easy, is easier for some men, but come on. All thoughts and advice is appreciated. I, I think I treat relationships like the subway. And there's a sign in the subway that says if you see something, Say something. So no one can tell you how to feel. You feel neglected. That, that, that's the word we don't, we don't want to use. I, I understand the, the things guys are getting away with in these, these new dating times is the idea that since we're living in these gray areas of hookups and dating and exclusive and non-exclusive, we're not, we're not together, but we're exclusive. You know, the, we've created, there's more, you know, there's as many labels for relationships as there are now sexualities and when you create all those labels you as a guy you can kind of hide behind those and go oh well you know like I don't want to you know we're just figuring it out and it's like you can say the minute you get that inclination if especially if you brought to the court I think of things as a court scenario your honor this guy told me he wants to, he, this guy dated me heavily for a month. He pulled out all the stops, including ending things with other girls. He's, he told me he was ending things with other girls. He told me point blank he saw this going somewhere. And it felt right. A month in, he started slow fading me. A month in, his texts went from every day, 10 times a day, to once a day, to once a week, Your Honor, I'd like to to to, to say something to him. And the Honor, you, you, the judge would look at you and go, "Yeah, you have the right to say something." But here's the thing: it's okay to check in with people. She writes about her woman's intuition. We could see that from a mile away. But did you wait until it smelled? You, we could sniff it a mile away. Did you wait until the shit took over? The shit smell took over the room, or did you say something right as it started? You got a little scent, because I think that's when you should be saying something. Hey, I'm just checking in with you. We used to hang out every night. Now you're kind of pulling away from me. Uh, if I'm being crazy, let me know. But um, I'd still run. I still want to see this out and see what we're doing. I think that's okay to do. Right now, when you when you when the slow fade turns into a ghost, when the slow fade turns into one text a week, two texts a week, cancel. Oh, plans, but they cancel. Plans, but they cancel. Late night hookup. When it turns into that, and you say, "Okay, here's the body of work that we've gone from. We've gone from heavily dating for for a month to just a couple weeks of where we're acting like we're not really into this right now." You know, you could you can say to them, "Hey, this seems like it's over." And I want to let you know that you could have just told me at certain point that you weren't feeling it anymore. That you have to do this closure for yourself. It's not 
the other person, he's not going to get learn anything. That's the thing with the aunt theory. I always bring up like, you know, the best way to meet someone is through other people because uh, you, the person that you're dating doesn't want to disappoint those people. So if you're dating someone that there's someone to disappoint, they come to you, normally they'll come to you and say, hey, yeah, I just want to let you know because uh, they don't want to embarrass themselves in front of their friends. When you meet someone online and you meet someone, you know, kind of out of the blue, you're not going to teach them, you know, you're not going to be their fucking end of the full house moment. You're not going to Danny Tanner these dudes into treating the next one better. You're not saving the woman's, you know, the women of the world. Stop that. It's kind of, you know, on the same line, you know, I'm not saying she does this, but this line of female intuition doesn't lie. We can sniff that shit from a mile away. That's kind of the same attitude as the person who's who's like, I'm going to tell them what you did to me, and I'm going to let you know how bad and wrong it is. It's like, you're an adult, he's an adult. He made a decision to be a fucking pussy wuss and not come to you and say, hey, I'm out. I want to go fuck other chicks. You're not going to teach him. So whatever amount of, of calling someone out, do it for you, which is totally fine too. I'm not saying it's wrong, but don't expect to, you know, don't expect that you've changed the fucking world. Hey, listen, feels like it's over. Also, with a lot of this slow fading stuff where you're in it heavily for a month and then it's two weeks of him being vague and not hanging out, why don't you flip the script a little bit? Why don't you think, is this how I want my relationship to go? Hey, I'm ending this with you because you're not, that's the way to go. If you're feeling yourself getting, like I, I think a lot of people put their standards in the other person's hands. They say, well, I'm here so I'll let this guy or girl decide if we're together or not. And it's like, no, 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 take back that power. That's the move. If you're getting slow faded, you can look at it and go, well, this isn't a relationship I want to be in. Hey, dude, I'm going to end this right now because it feels like you're backing away and it's making me feel like shit. And I don't want to be around people who make me feel like shit, so goodbye. That's the, that's the move if you're really thinking you sniff shit out. But in most cases, with most people, um, and this isn't to say that you know anyone's better or worse, this is human, uh, most people just sit around going, well, maybe, you know, I don't want to be too much and I don't want to say something that will, you know, that will ruin things. What are you ruining? What are you ruining? Get out. Cash in. It's like a, a gambler who stays at the table to get back to what they started with. You ain't getting back. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, I love this. Dearest sir, Long-time listener for the last six years, as free time has allowed. Recently been able to get back into your soothed voice, loving you for it. Anyways, that I like those types. Listen, I'm never offended. People, I'm a podcast guy. I listen to podcasts. There's some shows I fall in and out of. I get it. Just as long as you subscribe. Let Papa JT always be in your pocket. Anyways, I've been dating with some... I've been dealing with some unwanted office flirting the last six months and need your help to make it stop. This is also from a dude. Rewind to a little less than a year ago. I'm put on an account in the office working right next to a girl about my age. We are friendly coworkers, both in our 20s, enjoying 
going out to bars, etc. In July, I happen to see her out at a bar and she makes an aggressive move on me. I have a girlfriend, so I turn her down. Next day at work is awkward as hell, but whatever. Just so happens the next week, I get put on a new team for work reasons, so I don't sit next to this girl anymore. He puts in quotes. He puts in parentheses, thank God. But for the next three weeks after that July hookup attempt by her, she drunk texts me multiple times a bunch of I have feelings for you type stuff. E. See, to stop this email for a second, this is something uh, people do when they don't want to feel alone. I think we've all been in this situation when you drunk text someone that's not really... It's just the idea that someone will receive your text. And back to the thing I was talking about before with like friends judging you and their friends judging you, when it's someone that you don't have you know, other friendships with, they can't really embarrass you to their people. So it's almost like this is a, it's almost like you're worth zero points on the Weight Watchers points scale. You know, in Weight Watchers, you can eat a celery stick and it's worth zero points. With people that don't have anyone in touch, they, you know, some people are worth zero drunk embarrassment points. That's what you are to her. And I, some of you are saying, well, they work together. But yeah, but socially, she knows that the first attempt didn't come back to bite her at work. And she knows none of her friends are going to find out. And she cannot be alone. And, and what happens is on a Saturday night when all the friends are drunk texting their guys they're going to hook up with and she has nobody, at least she has someone to text. I've seen this before. Since we're on different teams now, I hardly even see her at works besides the occasional hallway break room running. And at work, she's super shy and acts like nothing happened. Yeah, this is the move. Fast forward, office party in September. She gets drunk and attempts to move on me again. I turn her down again. Fast forward, office party in November. Same thing. She gets drunk and attempts to move on me. This time I told her to get the fuck away from me. Stop this. Ooh, it's getting testy. Thinking being a dick would hopefully end this. Well, fast forward to our office Christmas party last week and she tries again. If this were a guy, and I'm not, I, listen, I, 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 I'm not saying that he's in the same position as a woman, um, but if this were a guy, he would have no career. This is crazy. But here's the difference. I mean, if we want to play, you know, if there's a woman out there listening going, well, the difference is a man can kill a woman. Yeah, I, I understand that. That's a very different thing. He could follow her home and kill her, and a woman really, you know, might not be in the position to do that. Uh, but I'm saying if the roles were reversed, I mean, he said that this happens once at a bar they saw uh, September, November, and Christmas party. I still have the same girlfriend who I'm very into. I have no urge to hook up with this girl. Uh, when this chick's sober at work, she's shy, nice, and acts like nothing happened. Telling her to stop when she's drunk clearly did nothing. Do I have to have a super awkward conversation at work and say, hey, uh, next time when you're drunk, don't try and hook up with me? I've tried riding this out for six months now, and the problem's not going away. Please help. Here's what you got to do. I mean, we live in the world of texting, so the first step was the drunk Hey, flattered, please don't. Taking it to in-office conversation when uh, doesn't feel like the next step. If it was a woman, I, and I know this isn't fair, but if it was a woman, I'd be like, go to HR right now, let them know that there's a predator in the, in the office. <laughs> and I mean, there's a part of me that wants to say that's the advice, but the, I do think there's another step 
with someone who's nice and shy in the office. And especially when you're a man and I, 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 I don't, I know that's not right in these times, but I do think the genders matter. I think you need to soberly text this girl. Do it like, I would do it at work. Hey, I'm going to block your number. I'm not offended or mad. I'm actually flattered. But I have a girlfriend. We cannot date. I need us to stop. I need you to stop this. And if there's another issue, I'm going to go to HR because I don't know how else to handle this. But we've had now five occasions where you've tried to make a move with me. And while I'm flattered and I, and I you know, I, I can't, while I'm flattered, it is getting in the way and making things awkward for me at my place of work. Send that text. And that's long and in-depth, but you have to, to me, you have to treat her like a girl should treat a guy who won't stop asking her out. Nail it in the heart soberly. Then you block the number and, and let her know, hey, I'm not taking this anywhere else right now. You can stop right now. But this is your last chance. Because the next time I have to go to HR. And the next time I would go to HR. But I, I, I do think giving that sober text is the first step and then you, you're out of it. The, you know, the feedback to this as I'm thinking about it is like you don't want to put yourself in a position where this person can say that you, you know, try to go for her. And, but the text should weigh that out. You have all the texts. I would hold on to those. I'd take screenshots and, and just protect yourself in that way. But this is uncomfortable. I, and um, it sucks. You know why? I mean, and I do understand, like, I, I always, I, I empathize with men a lot on this that are being douches. I'll empathize with her for a half a second. I do understand in a world where guys spend all their time and talk and all their, all the talk from men from the time they go through puberty until they die is about women and trying to get with women and trying to have sex. And when you when when a woman... I do understand when a woman makes herself available to someone and she gets turned down, she's like, well, what are you talking about? You've been begging for this as a culture, as a, as a gender. You're just saying no to free sex? It's like, you know, they, they men have acted like Depression-era children for so long that you're like, you're not going to take the free meal? That's crazy. So I do understand where she's like, it's not getting through to her. She's like, I'm a woman. He's a man. I'm telling him that I just want to fuck all the time whenever we get drunk. Like, I do understand where her drunk mind goes, as wrong as it is. But you got to send that soberly. Give her the chance to get back to you and be like, and, and apologize, but, and let her know. You're on fucking warning. This is it. Last chance, you. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. I'm hesitant to be forward, but I'm missing out on sex. This is from a dude. He sent a picture. We've, we've hung out before. He's been to some shows. Okay. 
I'm trying to get back on the horse after ending a long-term relationship, having a tough time putting myself out there with new girls. Past, I've always been great... been with great girls who felt comfortable enough to talk openly about sex. We're confident in initiate. We're confident in initiating a hookup. This always came as a relief because I grew up with a fear of pressing sex and have tried to always be as respectful as I can. However, since my last breakup, I have started to see women who don't communicate about sex as freely as I am used to, and it's left me hesitant to make a move despite them wanting to. One girl I was seeing a while back recently told me that she stopped hitting on me, hitting me up because I didn't seem interested in hooking up. After I rejected her advances, after I, quote-unquote, rejected her advances, clearly I didn't read that she wanted more than a makeout, and the time just came and went, even though I was extremely attracted to her. I recently started hanging out with a great girl I'm having the same problem with. Multiple occasions, she's drunkenly told me she wants to have sex and has even walked out of my bathroom naked trying to initiate a hookup. Every time, she has always been really drunk, so I politely turned down those offers, hoping for another chance when we are both more sober. However, when we hook up sober, I can't read how she feels or what she wants, so I never go further than making out. I've I've heard from her friends that she really wants to hook up, but it's hard for me to move forward when the body cues aren't as blatant as I'm used to. I grew accustomed to girls touching me and telling me what they wanted to do and have be done to them, so this is all foreign to me. That's where I need your help. It's a good way to be forward and test the waters on a way that feels natural. I'd love to talk talk text dirty. I'm terrified of taking the leap when I don't know how someone will respond and am I this guy needs the girl from the office. Um so listen. This guy I like this question because listen, we're in a new age of trying to be right towards women. You know, these this guy's trying to make the right do the right thing. And I enjoy this question because it's tough for everybody. This isn't an easy thing. When do you know? When do you know that the signals are being given to you? Um, I think it gets easier as you get older. This guy's uh, 25, he said. You're in the date mode age. So now I think there's a couple things that help you. I think you're getting ahead of yourself. He says he wants to, you know, he likes to text dirty and talk dirty. I think when you're used to being in a relationship, you go from that relationship into acting the same way in your dating. And that's not how it works. There's levels to these things. So this guy needs to, you got you to gotta reshuffle the deck. We're back at the beginning. You're back at the beginning of the board game. You got to, the board's cleared. You don't have houses on, on different monopoly on the monopoly board we've taken that off that's the last game this is a new game so i think a couple things help you with like going from date to hooking up one going on actual dates going on dates going out with these girls Uh, two uh touching a knee making out making out kissing just because you want to have sex with a girl doesn't mean you have to be sexual right away. You can, you know, the, the whole dirty texting thing, you know, a lot of guys are dirty texting before even having sex because they're lazy and they don't want to have to work on the other stuff and going out and having to meet up with them and put the time in to meet a new girl and meet a new person. You know, when I see on these dating apps, people send me their horror, you know, conversations. A lot of women send them to me over DM, just the bad conversations they're having. And a lot of them are men talking sex so soon that they talk sex really soon so that they don't 
have to do so that they can get the girl talking sex so they can just say, come over and meet up. It takes a lot of the time out of it. I think for this guy, especially when the girl, you know, I, I do respect the, the, the fact that you were like, you're too drunk. That's, that's okay. That's not a bad thing. Don't let anyone tell you that you were wrong there. She was drunk. You didn't feel it was right. Okay, bedtime. Time to go. But the next time you go out, maybe you guys go to, maybe you meet her out at a bar with all her friends. Maybe you, you know, you say, hey, you, you start talking to her, you guys one-on-one start talking to each other in the corner of the bar. Maybe you touch her back, the small of her back. Maybe you say to her, hey, we should go to another bar. Get her to travel with you. Go to another bar. Hey, this new bar is great. I know a nice place. Hey, go in for a kiss. You got, at some point, you got you to gotta go in for, you got you to gotta put, you got to lean in the, the 80% and let them do the 20%. And listen, it's okay. I know there's a lot of fear out there right now with, you know, being the being a bad guy. And this guy, his head's in the right place. But it's okay to also say, for her to go, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not ready for that. Okay, no problem. I think right now we live in a time where everything's black or white, but it's way more gray. And I don't, I, I don't feel bad saying that. I've listen. Every guy has gone. I think this is the girl that wants to get with me. And then you go to make, make you know, hey, do you want to go to this other bar? No, nah, I'm going to go home. Okay, going home. That's a, that's a sign. No, doesn't want it. I've even done this move where I say to someone where I've been on a date and I say, man, and then I drop them off at home and we don't make out and I say, ah, I wish we would have made out. Ah, I wish we'd have... And then they, you let them say something back. You're right. I, it was on my mind. I don't. We just never... Because it is okay to not find... It happens. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do this one. We're going right into the... This person actually tweeted at me, and I was like, send it over to the email, because I think it's... Um, I think it's I think it's something she she tagged me in her tweet. She wrote, "Why is it not frowned upon for guys to have fuck buddies, but when a female does it, they are automatically shamed for doing the same." Now, this is like an old thing to say. This has been said from the beginning of time. Guy hooks up with a lot of chicks, he's the man. Girl hooks up with a lot of dudes, she's a slut. Uh, that is not fair. That is not true. Um, I think I, I, I can't tell you I mean I can tell you why it goes back to the last thing I was saying guys you know the whole idea for guys is to compete with I'm gonna go win a basketball game and get the girl I oh I went out and I fucked last night all the friends go high five for the rest of time girls compete just from what I've seen with their levels of relationships and it's a lot of times that girls are way judgier of each other than, than the guys are of them. If a guy says a girl that hooked up with someone is a quote-unquote slut or is easy, that's a guy who's mad he didn't hook up with her. When a girl says it, it's, uh, I think it's for different reasons. When a girl says it, it's because girls a lot of times compete with their level of relationship where they say, I'm in the relationship. I'm married. I am winning. I'm, and I don't think that's right or fair. If I was this girl, who cares? Also, reevaluate the people you're hanging out with. 
if someone says that to you, I always like, you know, with stuff like that, you know, with, with it's like with guys that use the word, you know, slut or, or other words that, that turn me off. I go, well, that's not someone I will be speaking to or f- around for long. Take them out of your life. I, I know it seems like a small reason to take someone out of your life, but you're like, you know, that you are who you were, you surround yourself with. To me, this is one of those things where it's like if a guy was like, oh, you look who gets around, I'd be like, well, you're someone that I won't be fucking or talking to. Goodbye. Done. I like these types of things. You look at it positively. I like when someone reveals themselves as a douche. Podcast at gmail.com. Eternally friendzoned. Hi, Jared. First of all, thanks so much for an amazing podcast. I imagine it's not easy to have to listen to people bitch about their relationship issues nonstop, but you always give such honest, thoughtful advice. You're incredible. You have the funniest guests. And don't even get me started on my love of classic shelf. I'll forward the message on this Turn Down the Lights, Jared's Naked episode. Something I've been struggling with is that everyone always sees me as the girl that I, that's a friend and not someone that they would want to date or even hook up with. I've never had a serious boyfriend or even come close. I'm always lumped in as one of the guys. I've been calling I've been called the mom of the group before, which really bothers me. I hate that mom of the group shit. I hate when the girl like owns it. I'm the mom. I'm the granny of the group. And it's like no guy has been like, dudes, guess who I hooked up with? She is the granny of the group. Always complaining, always telling people to go to bed, always looking at everyone going, what? I only got a martini. I don't want to split it evenly. You know that bitch? Woo-wee. It, she fucks great. It was great. Sex. They never. That's never been said. I've never heard a group. I've been hung out with many dudes. Never heard that before. I feel like guys just don't look at me as someone they would want to be with, and I don't know why or how to change it. I like being friends with guys, but I would get I would give it up to have them actually be interested in me. I've had a couple of meetups from Hinge and other dating apps, but nothing ever gets past the first date. I'm curvy, so I used to always think that guys would just rather have a skinnier girl, but now I'm not so sure. Yeah, I I don't I don't want to say that's it. I mean, I've said this a million times. I'm into curvy girls. I like a, a I I I don't I, and I also if a guy's on a date with you. It's because he's attracted. I'm not saying that means he wants to be your boyfriend, but he's there. He got out of bed. His penis moved him to this date. People are motivated, sex and money and food, and all of those are intertwined. So if someone's there, believe it. I can't figure out if my personality is trash. It's not. You read a nice email. This is very self-aware. Or if I give an undateable mom vibe, even uh, how I can go about fixing it. Am I crazy? Do I just need to be patient? Are don't date me vibes a thing? How do I get guys to see more than a friend for context? I'm 22 and I'm recently graduated college. Here's my Instagram handle. <laughs> well, we're going to check you out. Um, so you can guys can maybe get a better feel of who I am and what the fuck I'm doing wrong. Well, I'll, I'll say this to you. Um, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. You're 22 and recently graduated. That is, with the way things are going right now, with how people date and how people meet each other, they're not looking for girlfriends and boyfriends in college, just from what I'm seeing. I mean, I'm looking at pictures of you. 
you're very hot. I mean, this is like, this is crazy that you would think it has anything to do with your looks because I'm looking at pictures of you and it's like, it's a, it's a little ridiculous. And yeah, this is, I, I, I stop it. All the, <laughs> it's crazy. Girls are so hard on themselves. The male equivalent of this would be like, where, what supermodel am I fucking tonight? They would not think so harshly on themselves. I, I just, I, here's what I would say. Here's her problem. I could tell her her issue right now. Okay? It's twofold. First of all, be patient. This shit's going to happen for you. Everyone's going to find someone. You're going to be fine. Um, the hinge stuff, the reason it never got passed is probably because you didn't hook up right away and they were just like, well, I don't want to put in any more effort. That's fine too. Don't hook up. Fuck them. Um, what I will say is she is a theater girl, okay? Theater people are almost... First of all, if you date other... Th if you if you friend up to a guys in theater, it's one of those weird... I, I just know some theater people and it's always just very incestual and hangouty, and it always feels like they've been at summer camp their whole lives. Um, I think you got to get out of the theater community. You got to meet some guys that are not of that world. I think when you're in that world, it gets too ancestral and people don't want to ruin themselves, don't want to, and they're just don't want to bark up that tree. It's a very casual work world. Um, and I say that like, you know, in school, you may, if you're an economics person, you're like, I'm never going to work with these people in theater. You're like, well, I don't want to ruin things. I don't want to be, get a reputation. That's a big thing. Cause you're hot, bitch. You're going to be fine. I think the other thing is stop becoming friends with people you feel like could be a romantic interest. If you're attracted to someone, you went up and spoke to them because you were attracted, not because you were looking to play tiddlywinks in the playground. So admit to that. Stop going up to people and approaching people under the guise of friendship. You say you have a lot of guy friends and then they see you more as a friend. Maybe because you're, and I would think because you are very good looking, that they're like, well, maybe she's too hot for me. That could be it too. Where they're like, oh, okay, she just wants to be my friend. I'm not going to really make a move on a friend. And then the other issue is you're 22. When 22-year-olds when get approached as friends, they say to themselves, it's back to that first email where the guy thinks junk food versus long-term. If you're approaching 22-year-old guys, they're thinking, fuck, I got to be serious with this girl because we get along as friends. <laughs> as bad as that sounds. Fuck, I got to... I gotta, uh, this would be great, but I don't want to ruin, you know, the whole fucking, you know, the improv group we have. I think being a little more honest with these people is saying, hey, uh, let's do drinks later this week. Hey, my friend. And I would also get more casual. You're 22. You have the rest of your life. Okay. You got a lot of good single years in you. Get your group of girls together who are all also cute because I'm looking at them right now, these theater chicks. And say, hey, we're going to go to the bars and we're going to have a good time tonight. You and your friends come to the bar and do that with a hinge guy. Do that with someone on dating apps. How could she think that she's not good? I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> I think meeting people in casual land and, and, and being less, 
this ha- this is a theater thing. I hope this is coming across the right way, but a theater thing is that it's always playtime. They're always playing games and blah dee da and we're all friends and we all hold hands and then they forget that one dude in there is straight and wants to fuck. And now he's stuck in this friend zone. And she is too. She's doing the same thing these guys do. I had a bunch of buddies in high school. They did theater. They did it to fuck. They weren't going to be fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. We're going to do, we can get through a couple more. When the hinge guy reappears. Papa JT, I matched with this guy in Hinge back in October. He immediately asked me out for drinks. Let's be honest, if you don't meet up right away, the conversation dies. Yeah, okay. I don't need your DVD commentary. Um, our day was amazing. After we got over the awkward small talk, and after a few drinks later, we really hit it off and was so comfortable. While on the date, he already made plans to hang out later that weekend or even and even over the holidays at home. Turned out we were from the same city upstate. These are all things that get said on a date with a few too many drinks. We're living together. You know, it's uh, after the third bar, we conveniently ended up outside his apartment. He invited me up. Of course, I went. We ended up having sex that night, which I'd never do on a first date, but it felt right. Get yours, girl. It was amazing. He wanted me to stay over, but I left that, uh, left late that night because I had something in the morning. I ended up texting him that I had a great time, blah, blah, blah. He replied the next morning. I expected to hear from him meet up again, but he never reached out. Even though I thought we had a lot of chemistry. Fast forward, I might have drunk texted him twice over the past couple of months. He responded, but we never met up. Recently, he followed me on Instagram and not sure how he found me because I don't even remember telling him my last name. We're all, it's within all of our abilities to find someone. Come on, get over yourself. Why did he not reach out after our first day? Um, was it because I had sex with him on the first date? No, not necessarily. Um, I think when you have sex with someone on the first date, you just find out what they want quicker. I don't think you find out. I don't think someone who finds out that has sex, no guy, as we've heard from all these emails before, is like, oh, well, we had sex on the third date. That means I got to do a fourth date. Maybe they do the fourth date, but you're not, you've wasted less time, in my opinion. Take it as, take it as a positive. Um, but I, I don't think just like you said, good chemistry, whatever to him. He's like, Hey, we had sex. Do I want to put in the effort to do it again? Do I want to do a three bar night again? When I know she's going to be at home sometime, we live in the same town. Why is he following me on Instagram now? And do I allow him to follow me, uh, follow him back? Here's the thing. Guys follow old hookups on Instagram to keep an eye on you for when things will be easy. Here's what the DM has done. The DM has made it, given all of us a reason to reach out to anyone. You could see someone on someone's story and go and say, any story you could relate to, hey, how you been? A ha ha ha, LOL. Hey, it's been a while, how you been? It takes out the, the air out of the balloon that is, is built up over time. So he's following you to keep keep close enough that he can reach out for, for when you guys, for, for a hookup, and far enough away that he doesn't owe you anything. This is how it goes. And, it, and it's, it, I, it, to me, if you want to re-engage him, yeah, play the game of Instagram, but don't be fooled. Don't think that this is going to go past another just... To me, when a guy has sex, disappears, and then reappears on Instagram, it's a guy being like, maybe we could have sex again. 
And that's the thing with these dating apps and with... Um, this is why the one night stand doesn't mean as much to me anymore. The the sex on the first date doesn't mean as much to me anymore, is because we. I lost my train of thought for two seconds. I I. You meet on the app, and you here's the thing, the app has made it so you own a thought in the other person's head. So Hinge or any of the swiping apps, you own the thought that this person thinks you're the least bit attractive, and. We never had that thought before. That's why guys had to work harder because they go, we don't know if this girl's even attracted to me. I need to know. Now we own the thought that you at least do, th- at some point, you thought we were hot. And we're going to live on that knowledge. And that's why for a lot of guys, that's enough. That's why they never go on a date with you. They just go, oh, she thinks I'm hot. I'll check out her pictures. And that's all I needed out of this. That's why with the one night stand, or not the one night stand, with the sex on the first date, that's just another level of that. You own the thought. So to him, he's he owns the, we had a great time on that one night. She will have, she has had sex with me, so she might will have sex with me. That's why he's re-engaging you. Because now, you've been back-pocketed. Break in case of emergencies. That's a girl that if things get bad, I can reach out to. Ha, 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 LOL. Cool story. Where have you been? That's why guys do it. Girls do it too. It's all, it's all, it's all out there. Podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to let, if you, if you want just that, if you're like, hey, I want to fuck while I'm home or I want to re-see if this could work again, I, I don't think it's got a good chance, but, there's always a chance if you can keep it relatively small, you know, if you can keep your expectations in, in check. Podcast at gmail.com. We'll do one more. Do want to thank you. Uh, this is the beginning of 2019. I'm excited to have you as a listener. I'm excited to see you at shows. Coming to Boston, coming to Miami, coming to St. Louis. Get those tickets. Come on out. Introduce yourself. Say what's up. Let's have a beer. Let's hang out. I love this. Jealous of a girlfriend's gay best friend. This is quite jealous of a girlfriend's gay best friend. Hey there, Khalif of Conalingus Feather Feather. I've been going on with my girlfriend for six months now. Everything is going great. We're talking about the future, and we know where it's going. One small thing that irks me, irks. She has a gay best friend since childhood, which I know shouldn't get to me, but there's been little things that kind of bother me and make me feel threatened. She tells him every single detail of our sex life. Back when they were out in college, uh, when they were out in co- of college, everyone thought they were a couple, even the parents at one point until he came out and just recently she posted a picture with him and a baby very close together. To the, un- to the unidentifiable eye, we think that they were parents of the baby. My question is, why is this bothering me? Should it be something I bring up to her or just let it slide? Thanks, man. Keep up the good work. P.S. Classic Shelby, you're the man. I'm glad you've been giving us tidbits into your private and mysterious life. Yeah. Um, we'll send that message to Classic Shelby. Listen. It's not any friend that you feel isn't on your side, I can understand. This has nothing to do with you thinking that he and her have a sexual relationship. This is you knowing 
that he has her ear. This, he could be a guy, girl, the, he could be the, the coffee table. You know that he has a level of trust with her that you don't necessarily have yet. And that's because they have a lifetime together. So it's perfectly normal. I would dig into the friend. I would befriend him. I would make it a point to invite him to things and, and get him to be your biggest ally. Because what you want is the friend to trust you. You want the friend to trust you enough that when presented with a fight that you and the girl have, he can look at her and go, you're being a jerk right now. That's what you want out of the friends. That's what you want. You want the friends to like you enough to not always take the other person's side. Because if they hate you, they're going to be like, they're your team, their team, you're a dickhead forever. So my advice to you is to get that friend to be your biggest ally. Invite them uh, on to things you guys are doing. If it's, if it's a daytime hang, that you know, if it's not a date or something, if it's a daytime hang when you guys are going out, hey, what's, you know, what's Raphael doing? I don't know. I gave him a name. Is he out tonight? Let's hang. Ask about his dating life. Be interested in him because that will also get be relayed to him from your girlfriend. How's he doing? Is he dating anyone? How, he, I know he recently came out. Has that been hard for him? These are all questions that you can show interest in him as her friend, and that information will get back to her. And he'll be happy you're asking. Because who loves themselves more than themselves? So everyone likes to be asked about them. So if it gets back to them, oh, you know, so-and-so is really interested in your life. He, he wanted to know how you're doing. He, you know, he invited you, wanted you to come to do this. That's all nice things. Say yes. That's a bad, you want to be a good improv partner with this guy. Bad improv partners say no to your idea. Good ones say yes. So, yes, how is Raphael doing? I don't know, I gave him a name. Podcast at gmail.com. That's our episode. This was an alone episode. We're going to do, we're going into 2019 hot. We're going to have the live calls. Look out for that. Look out for the Bachelor preview. That's coming. And we'll be back next episode. I'm Jared Freed. Every Tuesday and Friday, keep telling a friend, boom.